Blog Talk Radio. Hey, and thanks for joining us today. This is Erin Chamerlick of GetBetterWellness.com, and we are going to continue a discussion that we started about, um, you know, we've been working on our clean eating, cleaning up our diet, cleaning up our water source, and we want to also be mindful of the other ways that our bodies are absorbing chemicals. And um, so we we had a, a short show, so you might want to go back and listen to part one, and it was previous to this one, if you're on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio, we started to discuss um, some of the chemicals that are in products that we use every day. And, you know, sometimes when we talk about these things, people um, tune out because they don't like, you know, what feels like gloom and doom and paranoia and feel like these products wouldn't be for sale in the grocery store if they weren't safe for us, right, that somebody has checked those chemicals. Well, nothing um, could be further from the truth because there are 82,000 ingredients uh, used in cosmetic and personal care products, but only one in eight of these hazardous, uh, or at least one in eight of these are hazardous industrial chemicals. So it's just information. It's not gloom and doom. You can just take one piece of this and maybe apply it to your life and start to move towards better and cleaner personal care products and household products. And we talked about what some of these chemicals are doing um, and that there have been studies talking about changes um, that happen even to the fetus when there's exposure to some of these chemicals, which we are all exposed to these chemicals, um, like phthalates. You know, it's a, a preservative that's an endocrine, I mean, it's a, it's an endocrine disruptor. It's, um, it's what makes uh, some of our products so heavily scented. It makes plastics flexible. It's used in cosmetics. And 95% of us have phthalates in our urine. And there have been studies that, um, you know, animal studies which show that the newborn animals have abnormal and physical deformities that um, is directly related to exposure to phthalates in the womb. Um, Boys were showing less masculine behavior, or males, I should say, and females were um, having early puberty. So we have um, we have a real problem, and that was just one of the things we talked about last time. But I want to talk today about fragrance that is found in most of your household products and personal care products. It's an ingredient on the label, and it's called fragrance, and it is not what you think. It's not safe or natural. The government regulations do not require um, the listing of the individual fragrance ingredients. So therefore the consumer will not be able to determine from the ingredient list if, for example, phthalates are present in fragrance. And, you know, if we're talking about any kind of regulatory oversight, um, there, you know, there is some, but it does not apply to products used exclusively by professionals. So salon products, you really 
don't have the opportunity to, to know all the time um, what's in salon products. So we're talking about products with a label that are for general consumer use where um, they need to disclose the ingredients for personal care products, but they're not really disclosing them because the word fragrance hides 50 to 300 different chemicals oftentimes. The Environmental Working Group, EWG.org, tested products with fragrance and found that 83% are hiding phthalates. Fragrance, um, they use it to fix the smell. And you may see um, other chemicals that are called DEP, diethyl phthalate. It's the same problem. So what products in your home have the ingredient, which is really ingredient, um, hidden by the word fragrance, you have to look on your labels and start to see. Just take a look at everything that's in your bathroom cabinet, in your shower, and and start to see where the fragrances are. And this would be the rule number one. Um, avoid products with fragrance in them and avoid products with perfume, which means the same thing. It's just trying to sound fancy but it always um, is a problem. Parfum always means phthalates are hidden in there. So air fresheners, these products may claim that they're quote-unquote all-natural or oil-scented. But when you look at some of the scent names that they're promoting, the scent called birthday cake or blueberry cheesecake, or Central Park Pralines. There's even a scent called Cashmere Woods, which I don't even know what they're trying to conjure up there, walking through the woods with your sweater on. I don't know, but it's fragrance <laughs> that has chemical um, chemical constituents that may be hiding many, many, many. And besides the word fragrance, air fresheners themselves um, can have as many as 350 different chemicals with phthalates, with formaldehyde, benzene, PEG-40, 1,4-chlorobenzene, which is a carcinogen and um, does impact the lung function and is really problematic for people with asthma. So air fresheners should not be used in the home um, because it's impacting your lungs, <laughs> and especially should be removed um, when we have babies, children, people with compromised lung function, people with asthma. Um, so pretty much nobody needs to buy air fresheners. It's just kind of a no-brainer. They have to go. There's so many safer and better ways to make your house smell better. So Glade plugins, J&J sells... Um, somewhere around 20 million a year. So you probably have used them before or maybe you have some in your home now. You'll want to unplug those plugins and throw them in the trash. Uh, they may be a place, a source of phthalates and parabens. Um, Lysol, which you know we all have used and feel like it was a good way to clean, um, again, phthalates and, and pesticide chemicals. So 
the breeze, there's so much cleaner and more natural things we can do. The Environmental Working Group found 89 air contaminants in Febreze. Some of these contaminants have been associated with cancer, asthma, reproductive, and nervous system toxicity. You can make your own. Just get a you know spray bottle, um, mix some vinegar and water, and add some nice-smelling essential oils. And there you have a Febreze that is not um, going to have 89 air contaminants associated with various problems. So think about your candles and um, even, you know, brands like Yankee Candles and Scentsy, almost any candle is, um, is going to be petrochemical-based, petroleum-based waxes that have fragrances added to them. And when you burn them, whether they're clean burning or not, they are emitting things into the air that you don't want to breathe in, these fumes, which maybe aren't even perceptible. So paraffin um, is a petroleum byproduct of the refining of oil to gasoline. And we don't need to be burning paraffin in our homes. Um, it can contain formaldehyde. It can release benzene and toluene, which are known carcinogens. Dyes and fragrances are typically added to paraffin candles. And so in the fumes, you're going to be emitting these things. So if it's a, an occasional, you know, Christmas, I burn candles, I'm not going to worry about that, but if you're using them regularly and have somehow been um, marketed with the idea that they are safe and clean and food-grade paraffin, nobody is eating paraffin. <laughs> it's not food. Uh, it's not food. It's petroleum byproduct, and it's, you know, they're trying to pretty it up so that we feel like we're doing something healthy when we're not. So what are some alternatives that you can employ to make your house smell better um, if you want to get rid of the typical candle? Then, um, gosh, open a window. <laughs> it's uh, fall, so a lot of people can open their windows now. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Um, that would be one thing. But, you know, getting rid of the source of the odor is, is you know, first step. If there's something that we need to remove or clean up, but, I assume you know that. So um, if you want to burn candles, I would look for beeswax or soy-based candles. They still release soot when burned, but um, maybe you can, you know, I know a lot of people hand-make them with essential oils, so you're going to have an improved candle at least. But if you have respiratory problems, you may not even want to use these or just use them occasionally. So beware of products that seem to be safe or have a brand name that somehow we think everything they make is perfect, like Mrs. Myers. Um, I don't like Mrs. Myers for everything. Uh, the air freshener has synthetic fragrance, and it has PEG40, PEG40, which I try to avoid for um, just at any time I can reduce the overall chemical burden of what I'm bringing into my home and putting on skin, I'm going to control what I can control. 
uh, citrus magic is um, has phthalates in it. So what would you suggest for alternatives to plug-ins and air fresheners? What about baking soda? You know, it absorbs odors. You can diffuse essential oils, not with a candle burner, but with an um, ultrasonic diffuser, which is cold water, and the ultrasonic mechanism breaks the oil and water into fine mist particles. And that's a great way to get your essential oils um, into the room and making the room smell fresh. If you diffuse citrus oils or uh, pine or cinnamon, thieves, things that, you know, maybe smell like the holidays to you when it is the holidays, or you can make your own air mist. And there's plenty of DIY recipes for doing that with essential oils. You can simmer on your stovetop, like clove and orange peel, but you do need to be careful with that because it's easy to burn away the liquid, and then you'll have a mess, and it'll smell like burn, <laughs> burned orange peels in your house. So I keep going back to make your own air mist or use um, a diffuser. And maybe it's your carpets that are smelling musty. You know, you can add... Um, some essential oils to baking soda and let them absorb overnight and then sprinkle the mixture over your carpet and vacuum it um, up after you let it sit a little bit. So there's certainly a lot um, safer, more natural ways to go about uh, helping our home smell better. So what are... Um, some other areas of home where fragrances and products, and, and I, I want to do a show that's based on do-it-yourself recipes because some people like that. Some people prefer to buy their products and not make anything. I kind of tend to be on that side, although I do make a few things that I just find um, I enjoy, but that's a few. So I will um, have a show on DIY, but for those who tend to want something a little bit simpler, then I will um, give you, you know, some some simple things to do and some simple, clean products that you can look for. So other areas of the home where fragrance is used in products, well, the laundry room and the laundry detergent, um, there are some really bad toxic laundry detergent products on the market and some Manufacturers have started, well, they're not even that new, but they're making um, pods that are brightly colored, looks like candy and cellophane, and they're in big tubs as a way to dispense laundry detergent. But unfortunately, 12,000 children under the age of five um, have been reported to have exposure to the pods, and at least one child died. So pods should never be brought into a home, um, in my opinion. It's not economical. It's not, um, you know, good for the environment. It's not good for people and animals. And it's too attractive with the bright colors and the size that fits in their little hands. And the tubs are sometimes left on the floor of the laundry room where kids can get at it. So that should be just 
gone. It shouldn't even be on the market anymore. It didn't improve anything. Um, and it's just incre- you know, increased the, the way that children get, it, get into hazardous products. So it did lead to hundreds of hospitalizations, according to the journal Pediatrics, uh, which is the official journal of the American Academy of Pediatrics. So besides the pods, um, I would avoid laundry detergent with optical brighteners and color boosters. These just add additional chemicals and toxins that are unnecessary. So I'll talk a little bit more um, in the next show um, about some better options. Um, Dryer sheets I wanted to mention and fabric softener like Downy and Bounce. Um, These are some of the most toxic things that we use on a daily basis because they just spew out into the air, not only our home, but out the vents uh, into the neighborhood. You can smell who's doing laundry as you're walking around and, and you're you're picking up on the, you know, fragrance that's in these laundry products. Even the word unscented on laundry soap does not mean the fragrance has not been added. It means they've used an artificial masking fragrance oftentimes. So, you know, we're we're trying to do the right thing, trying to buy unscented, and we're not even able to do that very easily. So there's um, sheets uh, that we put into our dryer. Uh, many people use bounce. Some people use what they think are the more healthy dryer sheets like Baby Gannick or 7th Generation. All three of these are really um, to be avoided. They're, they're very toxic. They're, um, well, Bounce is basically a sheet of polyester coated in chemicals. And when you throw that in the dryer with your clothes, the heat um, helps release the chemicals into your clothing and then you're wearing the clothing and the chemicals get absorbed through your skin into your body. So there are seven super toxic ingredients used that um, can cause central nervous system disorders. So that might be like headaches, nausea, vomiting, dizziness. Now, of course, you know, I used bounce dryer sheets for years before I knew nobody was getting headaches, nausea, vomiting, and dizziness in my family at the time. But we need to be aware that our environment, our products are becoming exponentially worse and filled with more and more chemicals, and the total body burden is increasing. So whereas it might not have been a problem a few years ago, the more and more we're taking in these toxins through our shampoos and conditioners and lotions and potions and dryer sheets and every everywhere. It just might at some point be too much for your body to detox. And maybe it's because you have an autoimmune condition or maybe it's because your liver is compromised um, or maybe your just health is compromised and things bother you more and scents bother you more and you have more headaches and nausea and dizziness than the average person. So I just think everybody needs to avoid what they can avoid because it's just certain people have a more sensitive system and they're like the canaries in the coal mine. Listen 
to these <laughs> friends who are more sensitive. Their um, bodies are, are very perceptive at picking up the chemicals, and we should all be that way. But if you don't feel the headaches or nausea or vomiting, it doesn't mean that um, the toxins aren't accumulating and being stored in your fat cells and that one day, you know, when you're feeling compromised, it could potentially cliff over and you start experiencing things that you never have before. So my advice is to just get the toxins out that you can control. And dryer sheets are definitely something we can control. I'll give you uh, some ideas of what I do now instead of dryer sheets. But I did mention Gannics in seventh generation, and I just looked them up on Environmental Working Group, um, ewg.org, and they both got a grade D. Um, the concern is um, respiratory and skin irritant, and besides the fact that the seventh generation didn't work at all, um, the uh, baby Gannix had some huge, you know, chemical that we would like to avoid, dihydrogenated palmethyl hydroxyethylmonium methyl sulfate. <laughs> and um, somehow they figured out that they should put that on dryer sheets where you're going to wash baby clothes. And unfortunately, it gets a grade D because of respiratory concerns. We don't want our babies wearing these chemicals on their little sleepers while they're breathing. <sighs> Seventh generation, same thing, um, except they didn't work at all. They left um, an oily stain on people's clothing and their sheets and linens. Um, some people reported using the seventh generation dryer sheet was equivalent to using a piece of paper coated in fat and throwing that in your dryer. It didn't fix the static. Static was terrible. And then in the end, there was this dry and brittle, broken up piece of paper in the dryer. I would assume these things, if they're still on the market, aren't going to be on the market very much longer because nobody seems to like them. So question, what are the alternatives to these um, chemical dryer sheets. We have alternatives. I'll tell you what I use, and then we'll come back on uh, part three and give you some more tips and DIY and products. Um, I use white vinegar in the rinse cycle of my um, wash. So where you would put fabric softener, put white vinegar. Nothing special, just put white vinegar. And then in the dryer, I use wool dryer balls in the dryer, to which I add essential oils, usually lemon or lavender or thieves. And I use those to um, just between the two, between the vinegar and the dryer balls, I do not have static and the clothes are soft. So we've taken another step. You know, we're eating clean. We're working on cleaning up our food and our water source, and now we're beginning to think um, the next step, our personal care products, what we put on our bodies, what we smell around our homes, what we wash our hair with. Um, so I want to give you, um, you know, my website again is getbetterwellness.com, and one of the drop-down choices at the top, one of the drop-down choices at getbetterwellness.com is essential oils, and that would be a great place to start. So join us next time. Uh, join me on Facebook at Get Better Wellness, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you do. 
I'm uh, Pinterest. <laughs> I'm showing up. I'm just trying to reach people with this message that uh, real food matters and we can take control of our health and wellness in uh, a number of ways. So join me next time and catch the previous podcasts, which are about 110 now, on iTunes or Blog Talk Radio. Thanks and have a great day.